Hey, welcome to episode 90 of Collector's Quest. This week we are talking about a lot, but for the most part, we are talking about what happens to our digital games. And this was prompted because WiiWare is shutting down, and those games seem like they might be lost to time. We're also talking about limited print game companies that are taking digital games and putting them out on discs, which is a topic that we just love talking about on Collector's Quest as it is. And we're also talking about the string of recent eBay sales, you know, what we're buying, what we're playing. It's a it's a long show, guys, so strap in and uh, get ready for, I think, the longest episode of Collector's Quest. Here we go. another episode of collector's quest i'm tyler your co-host with johnny your bigger co-host and we're Whoa, here that jokes already yeah. like we haven't even started you just gotta you is... suck it in people won't notice as much no trust me that like they will notice all right uh, like i pass out yeah i can't believe you you're opening the episode by calling me fat that is just that is rude waste up pictures for all of your facebook pictures no one will know you don't have one uh, of those fat guy faces, Johnny. It's all right. Just do what uh, I do. Well, suck got, it in. Wear oversized shirts, and people will get off your case. I've got uh, the fat guy beard, and uh, I, I think if I learn to do the fat girl angle shot, then I'll be I'll be okay. You know, I've got no beard, which means everyone looks at me and they're like, "You you can drink." So I get that a lot, and then I get the you you played. NES games? How old are you? Get that a lot. And I don't want to get facial hair, so I guess I'll deal with my my youthful good looks forever, Johnny. Oh, I guess congratulations. That sounds so rough for you. <laughs> oh, God, I look young. Oh, oh Johnny, I this t- is a real I- tragedy. Oh, boy, how I deal with it. I need to give off an air of, of knowing what I'm talking about. What's the What's the word I'm looking for? Legitimacy? Into knowing I, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to video games. I guess kids know about video games too, so that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, I think most adults go to children when they need advice on video games, no. not the other way around. That's how I feel these days when everyone around me is playing all these this Fortnite and PUBG stuff, and I'm just like, oh no, I don't, I don't keep I'm up like with a, what the kids are playing these days. I'm like another Fortnite dance animation. I don't care. I don't even know what you're talking about, so you're more in touch than me, Johnny. Well, there's this sweet Fortnite dance animation that they basically stole uh, or paid homage to, uh, Scrubs, and uh, there's like a, two of the lead characters, there's JD and Turk, and they're best friends, and Turk will often dance, and 
they straight up steal one of his dances from an episode of Scrubs and made it a dance animation. Is that the one where he, he has his arms out to the side and he kind of wiggles them back and forth? Yeah. Oh, That's all right. Hey, every... see, I actually do know what you're talking about then. Yeah. Look at me. Cool. You you, you knew a thing. <laughs> Johnny. I... Congrats. Uh, you are now qualified to be on a podcast. Yeah, guys, I know what I'm. I know what I'm talking about. I probably don't know what I'm talking about like Johnny does. Johnny's a uh, Johnny's pretty serious. You've heard of Johnny. I'm just the other guy. But uh, I think I think they've heard of you now if they've listened to the podcast for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you 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 never heard of me. You're just like well, let's bring this guy on. He knows about pinball. I guess maybe someone wants to hear about pinball. You know, once every three episodes. Look, there was an extensive interview process, and you were our top choice. I was. Iron Maiden Pinball just announced, Johnny. I am so excited. They're my favorite band, and I am trying to scrounge together money and space to get this thing. Iron Maiden's your favorite band? Iron Maiden is my favorite band. What? Isn't that like every nerdy kid's like in Iron Maiden? Is that not a thing? I don't don't know. Oh, I don't know. Nerdy kids and Iron Maiden go together like... Things that go together really well. Well, be sure to tell your LARP group about it, I guess. Oh, that wasn't that nerdy. We just played regular <laughs> D&D and AD&D. Come on. All right. Whatever you say. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I guess I don't have anything wrong. I mean, against Iron Maiden. I, just, I mean, I guess I physically understand that that had to be some people's favorite band. But at the same time, I just never thought about it. Well, the pinball community has been asking for an Iron Maiden machine for a very long time, and everyone's prayers have now been answered. Well, the Iron Maiden art is pretty iconic. I'll give it that. So it's all the Iron Maiden art, and it was redrawn by the guy who did the Metallica pinball machine, Zombie Yeti. I don't know if you've seen that machine, but it looks awesome. I have. Yeah. I was like, I, I was pretty into Metallica back in my day, you know, as an angry young man, and I played the Metallica pinball. And I was like, but I've been pretty over Metallica for a while now. But I liked the pinball; it was pretty good. And I was like, you know what? I actually am enjoying this. Yeah, I so, mean, I hate yeah, I hate pinball. modern pinball, kind of like I hate uh, modern video games, but for the opposite reason. Like, modern pinball has gotten really hard and complex, and older games are just nice and simple. So, uh, but yeah, Metallica is is one of the better ones. I'm hoping Iron Maiden is because I want to blow all of my money on it. You know which one I really don't like. I, I mean, Bat- there's so many Batman, Batman, Batman begin the not the not the new one, but the Batman, the one that you own, begins one. No, the Batman begins one. Wait, which Batman? Oh, the, you got the the, the, the Dana East Bat. I always thought you yeah. had the Dark Knight for some reason. No, no, God, no. That one's awful. I, I Dark Knight like is once. classic. I don't know. Yeah, Dark Knight one is no good. Uh, Batman eighty nine is awesome. All right. I don't know. I don't know anything about your Batman machine. No one has like, it on location because no one routes Data East games. Data East games are Stern games. What? Yeah. What do you, you said? No one routes Stern games? That's all you find on route. All the no, that's Sterns? what I'm saying. I'm saying like back in the day before I forget his name, he was at Data East and then he went to Stern, right? Oh, damn. You're, you're deeper than me. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I thought one of the lead table designers. I don't know. I, I can start listing people. Got nah, Steve Ritchie, you I, got Pat Lawler, you got John Papaduke. I don't know. Uh, I might even be incorrect. I, I thought there was something about like what, what Data East became. Didn't Data East become, like after Data East shut down Pinball, didn't they become one of the bigger companies? I forget. Or they got absorbed. 
Doesn't matter. Man. We're not a pin, but what are we talking about? We're Kyle? losing we're so like many people right six. now. Yeah, <laughs> people are like, I don't give a shit about this. Just edit it all out. Oh, so Welcome cool. to Collector's Quest. I'm Johnny, <laughs> and I'm here with Tyler. We're here to talk to you about what? What are we talking about today, Tyler? So we're talking about the, uh, in the year 2000, it was William's last chance to capture 2000. the pinball market before they moved on to making slot machines instead, which they figured out were much more profitable. Oh, cool. Uh, so you're talking about collecting Williams slot machines today. Yeah. Awesome. And Pachinko. I've got a Pachinko machine right next to me right now. Okay. Again, no one gives no a shit. No one gives a shit. All right. All right. This is Collector's Quest. I'm Johnny and I'm here with Tyler. Tyler, what are we talking about today? Are we going to lose digital games to time, Johnny? Uh, Yep. That's it. What have you been playing this the week? <laughs> yeah. What'd you buy? Uh, no, uh, for a, a more serious answer to that, let, let's first go into why that's even the topic. Because what was in the news this week is that WiiWare shut down. The whole Wii Shop channel, which I have on my Wii U now, because my Wii U is now my Wii, because Nintendo, freaking digital licenses, they made me transfer my Wii system data over to my Wii U, where it is now locked forever. And now you can't buy anything else on it. And you probably can't re-download your stuff starting in uh, whenever it actually shuts down. Nope. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if that will happen. Like, you won't be able to to re to re-download it. But it's definitely there's definitely this problem. It it's gone. And there was a lot of games that they pushed just for that system that weren't on any of the other ones. And this question is bigger than just what's going on with WiiWare, because there's so many digital only titles now. Are we at risk to losing them? So let's, uh, why don't you expand on that idea for a little bit for me? I mean, this has, it's not, it's obviously not a new thing. I mean, since the 2000s, we've had DLC and, and digital games and, you know, they used to, as things started moving to digital, they used to kind of throw a bone. I mean, it happened on PC first, obviously. And they, they would kind of throw a bone and they put out this really stupid boxed release that's really pointless. It has a disc with the 1.0 version that is probably totally unplayable. And you have to download a huge update and link it to Steam and everything. And so you could have a quote-unquote physical version of the game. But for all intents and purposes, a lot of PC games and a lot of console games now come out only digital. And uh, the only way that these are technically being preserved uh, without DRM, uh, which, you know, online activations and things like that will be preserved to time, is these limited print companies that are putting out these uh, these wonderful basically physical releases of games that wouldn't sell very well physically. Is that a, a uh, accurate way of putting that? I, I think so. Yes. So yeah, we were definitely, we're at that point now. And with, WiiWare, that this is like the first, I mean, it's not the first one because I uh, didn't like the original Xbox live thing shut down. I guess that was only for like online gaming, like those kinds of things have happened. MMOs have shut down and people have lost that. But this is the first time where like a collective of games has really gone away. And people people were panicking and, and doing the purchasing. And I think you were one of them, weren't you, Tyler? Right. Well, well, not necessarily on, panicking. Let's go back. Uh, this is not the first time I no. have personally been affected by this. In a story I love telling people because I'm the only person who is a fan of this game. Microsoft Flight, the super casual sequel to Flight Simulator X. Uh, it was a Games for Windows live game. This game was announced in like, sp it, it came out in spring. There was more DLC for it 
there's a bunch of DLC you could buy for it. They supported it for like a month. In summer, they announced that they're discontinuing support for the game. And by next year, I was unable to buy all the DLC I bought. And I spent like over $100. I, I bought everything for this game. And now I can't even install it anymore. So I've already like, been to the digital apocalypse of not actually owning a DRM-free copy of the games I've bought. So they didn't release it in any capacity to you? No. So Games for Windows Live was like this, it was like this super shitty DRM that was put on top of like a PC game. And now like the activation servers are down and the download servers are down. So I just like can't get my DLC for this game that I bought. So I guess this, uh, let me, I get, I'm going to segue into something we're going to talk about later then. Uh, what about pirating? I mean, yeah. All right. So are, are we going into this now or are we talking about yeah, we now? let's. No, let's let's get into the general concept, and we'll talk more about what what happened, what we did with WeWare. But yeah, well, how do you feel about piracy then? I mean, I think I would land on the side that most people are that it is obviously not an ideal situation. But for this kind of old stuff, that's pretty obviously never going to be on the market again. I was about to say spiritual warfare on the NES, but I think someone still owns the Wisdom Tree IP. What's a a real stupid game that is like totally dead to uh, like some NES game? God, why can't I think of a random game, Johnny? Battle of Olympus. Battle of Olympus. What a great example. That game is never going to be on sale again. If you're buying it from a collector, that money is n- was never going to the developers, a publishers, anyone who owns the IP. So it's not ideal that you have to pirate a game like that. But it it seems like it is for the most part fine. I don't, I don't agree that like, you know, you know, Metroid might not be the easiest thing to, to find for sale digitally. I don't know like where on virtual console, you could still get that, but that's a game that Nintendo is obviously still holding on to. They're still going to prop that out every once in a while for $5 whenever they get the chance. So I, I don't think pirating a game like that is cool. Yeah. As long as, so you're of the mindset that if the IP holder is still actively using that property and selling that property, maybe not the best thing, but if they shutter themselves and it's never coming back out and you can't give anybody money for it rather than it being lost to time, you would say piracy is an okay option. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I told you this in an, ep- an episode or two ago, how I don't do anything bad and I get really stressed out when people do bad things. So I don't like even if some shitty holding company just has the IP and you don't like that they're they only released it on Steam or or something and you want you want to get it on a console. I mean just just pay the five dollars, get the stupid digital version of the game. But you know, Muscle March, which is now no longer a game you can ever buy again. I don't well, know. Well for now. But yeah, see like that's the weird part. Like for now. You know, it's like everyone, like, that was one of the top-selling games on WiiWare. Everyone kind of just paid $5 for it. And now the day after you can no longer spend $5 for it, it's okay to just uh, steal it. That that still feels weird. I feel better well, about I, the stuff that's like, all right, like, you know, back in the olden days of Abandonware, like, this IP has been totally dead for 20 years. It's like, all right, we could just we could just download this. No, one, no one's going to sue us for downloading this. Yeah, I mean, it is a slippery slope, right? Because well, like you said, this one's been dead for a minute but some of them have been dead for 20 years, and those ones feel a lot better than just saying, okay, well, I think I'm going to go download, uh, you know, Castlevania Rebirth because I can't buy it anymore. I think, I mean, but I, I think it's the mindset of the person doing the downloading, the kind of person who is actually like, all right, I'm going to 
I feel okay downloading this because it's a dead IP. Like, they're in that certain mindset. If the person was just going to pirate it anyway, like the person who downloaded Castlevania Castlevania Rebirth yesterday, they're coming up with an excuse to download every game, no matter what it is. So, Right. Uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to pay for games. And I, I want to. You, you know me, I don't even like GameStop. Because I that takes money out of the publisher's hands. So I want to give publishers money the best way I can. But if you deny me the ability to give you money, then kind of all bets are off, right? Like, what do you want me to do? People say, well, then just don't play it. It's like, well, I mean, but why is that? Like, why are these our only two options? Why didn't we think of a better system? Why didn't Nintendo understand how to bring WiiWare to the Switch or to the Wii U? for that matter, aside from, like, some weird secondary emulation through a Wii emulator. Yep. Why Why? Why wasn't this still available? Why are we suddenly like, hey, you know what? Uh, sorry, that's just it. It's over. And then, you know, it. The, the thing that bothers me the most is that it fuels the fire of all the people who are like, physical games only. Digital games are bullshit. They'll steal your money. Because that's such an argument that's not going to hold weight in time. Uh, you know, I think it's an idea that will hold us back in the future. So we need to we need to start doing things like course correcting to get away from that. Wait, what? What's making? Why is that pe- not going to hold weight in the future? Uh, because I don't think that's going to matter. I think the world will be on digital platforms. I think the amount of uh, okay, you want me to get into like environmentalist Johnny? Okay, there's a lot of pra- just impractical packaging sizes of boxes. You know, plastics made, uh, waste in cost, waste in effort that just goes into these, just the CO2 footprint of just even making any of these things, water waste. There's a lot of, there's a lot of shit that goes into this if we start getting it. And I'm not like Johnny environmentalist here. I'm just thinking practically about a world in which we all live in and, you know, want to maintain for at least, you know, until I'm dead, uh, at least for me. Um, so I think that this stuff is not necessary. And then, just like ease for publishers in which to sell games that are going to want to like make this money that should rightfully be theirs and keep it out of people like GameStop's hands. They're going to push for a digital medium, like all digital at some point. Maybe the internet isn't there yet. Maybe that, you know, the backbone of the internet doesn't quite support that, but that's guaranteed where people like where publishers want to be and where we're going to get to. Remember Xbox with the uh, Xbox one tried that and then, people freaked out that they couldn't sell their games to Xbox or couldn't sell their games back. And that was like the big thing. And, you know, it started this whole thing. And Microsoft was going to let you like link to your friend and like be able to borrow games. And then it was like now, like with PS4, a lot of times it still runs digitally. Like you're still downloading the whole stupid game anywhere. And the disc just becomes a license key, which is just a waste in my mind. I was like, I would rather not put that in there. Also, I like the convenience of having all of my games in like a jukebox style selection where I can just go pick them rather than dig through, find the cart, change it all the time. Like I don't. Well, I'm, I don't I mean, like I'm that. about that life, so I, I need that. So I, I'm not actually disagreeing with you that kind of physical media, those physical media only people of which I am one of them. That has not been a thing for like 10 years now. You can't. If you're collecting the full set of Xbox 360 games, you don't have every Xbox 360 game. You have 
the version 1.0 of all those games, but every single one of those games now, you have to update it before you can ideally play it. And I've, I've been going through this for years now, because, you know, once every three years, I want to play an Xbox 360 game now. And, you know, it's like, not not only do I have to drag the Xbox out, I have to, like, bring it up to my room, because that's where the router is. I have to plug it in, because it doesn't have Wi-Fi, and I have to update it. And once those update servers get shut off, you know, someone's going to have either their bootleg up uh, bootleg patch server you're going to have to connect to, or you're going to have to, like, pirate these patches, which is the craziest, I, that is the dumbest thing that I've ever said, pirate these patches. You know, a, a game these days that's in a box is not the same as a game, you know, an SNES cartridge they're they're pretty different no i mean and even games back in the cartridge days had revision upgrades and stuff that no one really talks about but i mean fundamental issues of games were changed and fixed Uh, i mean there's a few notable ones where you had to mail the game back or you could if you encountered the bug but you know games even like that that gets into a much deeper argument of what makes a game which version is real you know, which is the version? Do you need to have both? Um, but in the age of digital, it's, you know, day one patches. So the game you bought is not even the game you're even playing. Do those, do those, uh, the British Game Boy or the British Pokemon Gold and Silver, those boxes that came with DLC codes in them, do those count for the Game Boy Color set now, Johnny? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Not my problem. Johnny, I want to do so, a yeah. whole podcast with you where we just ask the question. We just bring up these stupid examples and just be like, does this count for the set now? I yes. want to do that podcast. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll we'll call it. Does this count for the Ooh, set? Good name, Catch and it. it's super clickbaity. Yep. Anyways, so yeah, I I believe, and as a collector, uh, it would be nice if the video game industry threw me a bone and saved me from myself, and uh, said we are not making any more games like that come out on a physical release. The end. I would love that. Johnny, that already happened to me. It was called the year 2000, after which games stopped mattering. That's not true. I have a full right. Xbox set and a Wii U set, but uh, I don't know. It, the, it's not the. It's not like anything to do with the physical media or the, the digital availability of games and how half the games are digital. It's just the gameplay styles are not as appealing. Yeah, but I mean, who knows how you're going to feel in 20 years. Oh, God. Like, are, are suddenly, are you going to have a nostalgia boner for, you know, Xbox One? Be like, oh, man, I really want to collect those ps4 and xbox one games there's only 900 of them or 1400 or a thousand 13 like whatever the number is i don't know the number of these games but i'm sure there's a shit ton because it's a modern console oh i thought you were talking about print runs and it's like you're gonna go back to one of these stupid limited run games now that we all think is stupid and it's like oh shit they only printed a thousand of these and it's like 20 years down the line it's like there's one on ebay but the guy has to buy it now Right. Well, I mean, that, that can segue into like other parts of our conversation. We'll, we'll talk about, you know, all these limited print games. But yeah, uh, let's just wrap up the conversation on uh, the closing of, of the WiiWare channel. What were some of the what were some of the games you went out and bought? Yeah, so due to its closing? I didn't think I was going to go on a shopping spree. I uh, yeah, I put my 3000 points in. You can only buy the points in chunks of 1000, which which is to this bullshit. day Total is bullshit. super ridiculous. Didn't Microsoft get sued for this stupid I, shit? I don't know. I remember that was X that was Xbox live points or something that went away and then they just became monetary value. Maybe, maybe it was cause they but, were more confusing. Cause it was like 400 points is $5 on Xbox. Yeah. They, they purposely did oh, that. God, that was anyways, the worst. 
So yeah, I uh, I thought I was just going to buy the Rebirth games, so Contra, Gradius, and Castlevania: The Adventure, because uh, I mean those are kind of the games everyone was buying. Uh, if you looked at like the top sellers in the Wii Shop, it was those three games. And then I also went, I was clicking around. I'm like, oh man, Alien Crush Returns. There's a new. A- I love pinball, so I had to get the Alien Crush game. It was another ten dollars. And then all these freaking games that I was looking at, it's like 800 points, 600 points. And like, you have to like do the math. It's like, I can't buy these without having stuff left over. So anyway, despite, I went through like this thing where I was just putting more money in, putting more money in. And uh, I ended up with also, uh, what is it? Adventure Island, the beginning, which is a terrible looking, like horrible 3D graphics version of Adventure Island. And then uh, Lit, which is a puzzle game that after playing it for about 30 seconds, you basically could probably have downloaded a very similar game on your iPad that probably runs a whole lot better, too. And you don't have to use the Wiimote to play it. Oh, that sounds great. And then I ran Good. so I ran out of storage on my Wii, and I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to screw around with putting this stuff on SD cards and screw around with digital crap like that. Because everyone knows that digital games are uh, are bullshit, so I I didn't buy anything else. I probably if I had more storage on my Wii, I probably would have bought I don't know some virtual console games. But I already have a bunch of I I, I bought a lot of the Wii stuff as it came out. Okay, yeah, uh, I did too. Uh, as far as buying stuff that when it came out, I did not go into the sale because I did not want to plug in the Wii U and go through the hassle of stuff that I also I own Castlevania Rebirth already. Um, which is the one I want to play probably the most. So yeah, I, yeah, I got caught up in the hype of these games getting lost to time, and then I went and I played them. Like Alien Crush Returns, it has worse physics than the Turbo Graphics version. I don't even know how that's possible. How, how could that be it's, true? Like every shot. So either like the first twenty five percent of the flipper is just this super weak shot that's going to go nowhere. The last 75% of the flipper goes all the way, like, laterally. You can't shoot anything up the middle of the playfield. It's it's unplayable, basically. But, I mean, it's super easy. It's sounds like 20 minutes great. Long, but Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, I'm not weeping for the death of WiiWare, because I went through the entire WiiWare channel, and <laughs> I found very little I actually wanted to buy. So, can we talk about, do we do we think that these games are truly lost? Is this it? Is it over? Are these games never coming back? So the funny thing is that obviously everyone wants the rebirth games. I know Konami is probably the company that cares the least about giving anyone what they want, which is a hundred percent true, but everyone just bought these games. You know, Konami's probably getting, you know, a tiny check for these freaking Wii games. They haven't thought about in 10 years. And they're like, Oh, do people want these? Put this on a PS4 disc. Just put this out there. 30 bucks. Let's see what we can do. Uh, That would be super funny if that, if that happened now. Yeah, well, and the weird thing is, because these games only came out on Nintendo systems, do you think that they might wind up on the PS4? Or do you think maybe we could see a Switch compilation? Uh, yeah, you know, Switch, PS4, same thing, right? Nope. I think that that is something that everyone would love for these companies like Limited Run Games to put out. These digital-only games, like, going back to this, these Rebirth games, but also like Golf Story or, or Sonic Mania... You know, not just putting out this game that is, like, you can still kind of get everywhere. Putting out these, like, dead digital games. That's what people want to see on these limited print services. Yeah, uh, I I think that would be great. I think the only problem is, is can someone like Limited Run do a... Can they, they, you know, negotiate? Can they get to the table with Konami? I mean, they got to the table with Nintendo. 
but does, but does uh, you know, does Konami care? I feel, yeah, do, I feel like Konami just doesn't care enough. They're like, no, we're not going to do the stupid two thousand print run. What are you talking about? Let's go make pachinko machines. Oh, second pachinko reference of the podcast. Boom. Yep. Boom. All the pachinko all the time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel really torn, and I guess we can kind of we can just close out on the we wear stuff it's it's gone i don't think it's gone forever i think we'll it may take a while but like look at all the compilation games that came out like i'm still getting namco museum games in fact i think a namco museum game is coming out for the stupid switch shortly i mean it has to be (laughs) what isn't namco museum on it's like the dragon's lair of arcade compilations but it's just i mean in every system going back from the Super Nintendo, there's been these, like, William's Greatest Hits, like, arcade releases and stuff, and I think we'll get that. I think we'll, we it may take a while, but I think we'll eventually get something like that for these download games. Yep, it only makes sense, and it's the, like, the, the really big games that actually matter, like these Rebirth games, those are the the ones that people will still be demanding, you know, down the line. They're not going to forget about the actual good stuff. People might forget about Alien Crush Returns from like a game preservation point there's you could torrent that game somewhere i'm 100 percent sure of that so it's not like these games are, are truly lost to time they're just kind of lost to our shelves as collectors right uh and as a correction namco museum is already a digital download on the switch i don't know if we're getting a physical version or not but it already exists physical so is the past johnny we're living in the all digital future except aren't games big I, I, like how I, much storage does the switch have like how can you people do this you know, I I don't know. I'm assuming, I'm assuming one day they'll give us a dock that'll be like a combo dock and and storage unit, or make the dock so you can plug USBs into it. That, that would be my thought. I, consoles need to come with like network attached storage in the future, because like even if they come with like a terabyte of storage and like a hard drive, which is impossible for the Wii or for the Switch right now. Uh, I mean, these games are just so freaking huge that you you can't store every game you'd want to play on a console right i don't know i don't i don't download these games so i don't know no you you the battle for storage is never ending it's something that continues and will continue for a while and like even even halfway through a console's life cycle you see them every console is like by the way here's a much bigger hard drive than we initially released with because uh costs have finally come down and now we can give this to you but uh yeah sorry here you go my last thought on the WiiWare thing is a lot of people are crying like, these games are lost to time. It's over. Where the digital age is finally stolen from us. Stop it. Okay, just knock it off. Uh, there's so many games that we didn't get or were promised. And like, what about all the weird shit that came out in Japan that you that never got here and is dead and has never been made a port of? You know, it, it, there's so many weird systems too that people don't play for it's just i feel like really uh it would be nice if we had access to all these things but i this is one of these rare moments where i will just advocate piracy over tears and then if you get a chance to pay for it please do so like if you find yourself enjoying it then you know do them a solid when they come out on an actual system like most will over time then kick them some money that's i think that's the best i can hope for and and what my stance is because if they're gone, then they're gone, and that's so sad. But, you know, 
And from a like, from a pure no. like preservation perspective, these aren't the games you need to be sad about. Like we're still finding old like Japanese computer games that, that were released physically but are have never been dumped. And it's like these are the real games that are gonna get lost. They're on magnetic media. Like that Hudson Donkey Kong three game, you, you read about that, right? I did, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like those are the games that it, like people need to really worry about. Right. And I mean, these ones are they they're stored. They're like all these games have been digitally uploaded. They're not lost time. They're available somewhere. Uh, just the legality gets a little bit gray. And you can't have it on your freaking shelf. And not that you could right. in the first place anyway, so whatever. Right. Yeah, there, there's like a lot of... Like, there's a lot of cool arcade games, too, that never saw any kind of digital release ever or, or port that, like, I would like to see that, like, ROMs never came out for. There, There's a lot of... There's a lot of games that are lost. Daytona you know, I mean, USA never got a perfect arcade physical version. Right. See, I weep for it every day. So and there, there's a lot of work in the preservation field that could be done. And I, I think, look, it's not that I don't think that work is important. You heard me mocking a little bit. But yeah, I think it would be it would be great if all of that was preserved, even if it was uh, illegal ROMs. I, I'm, I'm for that. Like, let's just save them. But let's not be so sad that just, like, our ability to pay Nintendo money for them kind of went away or act like that's the end when there's so many, so many more important areas in, in game preservation that we need to worry about at this moment. But screw game preservation. It's just about what I can have on my shelf, Johnny. Just like, remember that dragon warrior forever, dragon quest, never physical games forever, digital games, never Johnny. How do you feel about that? I don't feel very good about that because I want, I know I want all digital games. I'm going to buy Divinity Original Sin on Steam tonight, probably. And that's a digital game. So I'm a huge hypocrite right now. Right. Well, that's... I find like a lot of people have already moved on to Steam, but they want console games. They just want console games to only be uh, physical. Well, the thing is, like, like have- a console, that you're going to get a new console every five or six years, and then, like, those online services get rotated out. Steam seems like it's basically going to be around forever. So it's a lot easier... To feel like you're buying a game, like even eh, I'm not going to play this right now, but it's on sale. Eh, maybe I'll play it in ten years. That kind of thing is a lot easier to do with Steam. Well, I, I think all the major console makers have had a, this huge miss when they develop a new console and they don't immediately port their whole library of games over. Uh, granted, I, I think Xbox has done the best job of this. You know, people like Nintendo have failed so frequently at doing this or looking at it as an opportunity to keep charging you. If they would just create one good online service that they, you know, made with the thought of the future and let people keep buying. And then as like their system upgraded, you stopped thinking about it being a Switch game. You just started thinking about them being Nintendo games that you had downloaded. Like that would be awesome. That's where I want things to go. I don't want to keep doing this thing where it's like, oh, you want to play Mario? That'll be $6, please. Oh, but you bought it on this system before, so we're only going to charge you $2. It's like, why are you taking my money again? Do you know how many times I've paid for Mario? That's just, you're giving me the feel-bads. New kids are born every day. They get to the age where they're playing Mario, and they want to try it out. Charge those people $6. You're going to get their money. Totally fine with that. But me, it's just like the double, triple, quadruple dip and mind you, I could vote with my dollars and not pay for it. But at the same time, I want to pay for it. Like, I mean, I don't want to pay for it. I want to have it. Yeah, I want it in my Nintendo. I know exactly what you mean. Like, I don't have these these digital WiiWare games. I don't have them in, like, my 
Nintendo ownership account. They're just stuck on this one Wii U and they will be there forever. And if my Wii U hard drive ever gets corrupted, they're just gone. Right. And if I just had a sweet, you know, the Nintendo service like online was just this thing. And like same with Xbox. And I knew that all this stuff was going to carry over. I think that would go a long way for consumer confidence about all these digital things. Because that's the big fear. Every time people are like, I'm never buying a digital game because, you know, then I'll never be able to play it. Like I said, Xbox has done a pretty good job of, you know, you can go play original Xbox games in the one now. um, And some 360 games, like they're getting better about that. But at the same time, like it would be nice if I just... Didn't have to worry about that. Johnny, have you uh, have you ever owned, uh, let's say, a, a Nintendo Wii or a Nintendo DS? Or actually any Nintendo system since then? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So you know that uh, Nintendo Online, they have uh, no idea what they're doing, and they're like 15 years behind everyone else, even though... Oh, they're completely inept. <laughs> so they're, they're never going to come out with this Nintendo account that just makes way too much sense. They're freaking Switch online chat you have to hook up a headset to your phone and your phone to your switch oh my god nintendo what are you doing i don't it's nintendo was so confusing i don't understand how they're so good at some things and then so bad at the basics this is like how are you so bad at this it's like a company what? just full of game designers and crazy people yeah well i don't know if it's like japanese convention that makes them like get away from the like i just don't understand you're just like Guys, do the basics. Do the basics. Just get this right. It's the only thing you got to get right. Like, make it so you can only share with, like, one other person, you know, or any other, like, linked directly to your system, like, if you own multiple systems. But don't, you know, make me go through the the hell that is trying to link two systems to create a family account. But, you know, just let me keep my stuff. Let me share it within my house. The idea that, like, uh, on my DS and my wife's DS, that I can't share with her if I buy a game is also crazy to me. I'm like, okay, so she wants to play this. I have to hand her my 3DS? Are you kidding, guys? Come on now. With And with the cartridge, they have no problem. You can just pick it up and put it in. And they're like, oh, digital games. People will just be, you know, they, we can't. People will just pirate it all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, because... Or you could just lose money to GameStop. Hand over... You know, hand over fist as they take your lunch and sell that game four times and you only got to sell it once. Yep. It's so that is, that's the collector's quest, hugely unpopular stance on DRM in games. Uh, we think it is bad and anti-consumer. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh that's totally not in line with what most people think. Most people love DRM, I think. I, I think so. Yeah. So that, that's the, uh. That's the death of WiiWare for you. Who's who's saving these games, Johnny? Do you want to talk about uh, some of our uh, favorite things in the in the modern game collecting world? A real hot topic is limited print game companies. Oh uh, yeah, so, a hot take on this one. I hate them. So I just want to clarify: we're not talking, not you know, small publishers trying to save small indie games and and give them a physical release. No, all of these companies are kind of exactly the same. They are specifically banking on being uh, on like selling these games as like super rare collectibles uh super rare collectibles actually a new ps4 game company probably uh, uh, as soon as i said that someone went and made a game company called super rare collectibles their first yeah, release is coming out two a, weeks from now there's already a super rare games right there is a super rare games 
So, okay, what, what's, let's go, let's talk about the big one first, right? Everyone knows limited run games. Uh, yeah, big fans on the Collector's Quest podcast. We talk uh, yeah, about them super, a lot. I've given them hundreds of dollars, so I think I have a right to criticize what I don't like about them. Oh, me too. Uh, it It's ridiculous that we still go through this. <laughs> They're ordering, pro- like, they clearly can order on, like, to the demand, but then they say, nah, this one we're just going to release 2500 and see if that works out. I, and it, the newsflash, it never does. There's always someone who's got the feel-bads, but then it creates the fervor, right? It creates the, oh, God, got to get it now, like the Pokemon fever. If I don't get it now, I'll never get it. Uh, I mean, I understand uh, the, the business behind that because, you know, if they said, all right, I've got this this PS, or this Vita it's got this underage girl kissing each other visual novel and everyone can buy however many they want. People be like, I don't know if I want that. But if there's like, there's only 2000 of them then people want it just because it's this rare obscure thing. I would like, I would like to see that model change still. Uh, there, I think there's still, there's a way to do both, right? You can say we're only offering this game for a limited time window and then however many are ordered, that's it. But then I think I think if they did that with Nurse Love Addiction, I don't think they get to 2,000 sales because people they are like, oh, well, whoever wants it can just get it. But if there's this idea that not everyone can get a copy, I think that's what makes the game appealing to own. But then people are just voting with their dollars about what I mean, then then you learn what the consumer actually wants and then you don't create trash. You don't create trash. With, like a, like a, like a, like a trash sale, like right. So everyone bought Nurse Love Addiction, but it's just going to rot on people's shelves, and they're constantly going to be selling it on the secondary market. Um, you know, it's going to just get passed around from collector hand to collector hand over time. Uh, you know, maybe twenty five hundred sold, but only like five hundred of them are played, like for playing. <laughs> That's and a generous number, I think. I yeah, so. It would be nice if they had some idea that maybe only like 500 people wanted to play this, you know, or they, you know, after that initial 500, I mean, because you're still going to rely on collectors. There's still enough completionists out there that they're probably still going to hit their 2000 marker. I mean, just experiment with that as an idea. I I think they've done that a lot. And uh, it's the results have basically been that for most of these games and let's be honest a lot of these are not the big hit titles that they're selling better when they are limited because I'm, I'm they, sure. they did uh east origin i think was the big one where they're like okay guys we know everyone wants this game we're gonna do the pre-order model and then kind of everyone got it and that game is like now worth basically i think what you paid for it on the secondary market and uh, i think people are a lot less excited about that than they would be about something that's actually limited but there's a lot of limited run games that are just worth what you paid for it. It's yeah, only the big true. ones that, like, I mean, that that's not that big a deal. Also, they let Yeez go for, like, days, remember? It was like, you could order that thing for, like, a month or something stupid. Really? I don't I don't even remember. Like, I, I think you, you basically let the fervor be the same. Like, you got two hours right now, you got three hours later or whatever, or, like, this window, you got, like, a couple hours in this day to do it, and then we're cutting off. And then, you know, like you could even you could even do a thing where you say, uh, you know, you still want to keep it limited, right? You know, a limited supply. You can say, we're doing it now for these like this time window, but only up to five thousand games. The minute five thousand happens, it's just going to turn off, and you won't be able to buy it. 
I don't know. I think I think a big part of their business model is they love when people go on their Facebook page and complain that they were unable to get the game. And then of those they- posts have like 500 likes of people who are like, oh, I'm so happy this person didn't get something. Now I have an even bigger boner that I have this game on my shelf. And I got it. Oh my God. I made sure I was on there right away and I had no problem getting it. So I don't know what you're complaining about. Oh God. Blah, blah, blah. Johnny, sign into PayPal beforehand. Oh my God. Amateur hour. Oh, oh my God. Well, you weren't logged into Limited Run before they put the sale up, noob. <sighs> Shut the fuck up. Obviously. God, like... We're, we're over a year into Limited Run, and their bullshit cart system and all the shit that goes wrong, which they always blame on somebody else. It's never their fucking fault every time something fails. Like, I've literally had things fall out of my cart. There should be in no world where you add something to your cart and then go to pay for it, and they're like, no, I'm sorry, that's not in your cart anymore. It's sold out. It would be like if I put a box of cereal into my cart at Target, went to the register, and then someone ran up and snatched it. And they're like, nope, not for you. Like, and would you, would that be okay with you? No, no, so, that would be, that's insane. You would look at, and Target's like, oh, well, sorry, that guy got it. So like, that, that voice you were making with the guy rubbing his nipples that he has the game that you don't. So I've actually, yeah. I've never missed a limited run game that I have tried to get. So I'm just hearing you complain about this and I'm like, oh, I'm so smart. I know how to click faster than Johnny. Um, oh, I got all my games. I've never missed one either. Oh, well, all right. So you've never had stuff snatched. Out I'm not. I'm just talking. No, but I'm talking about the people. That's not true. I, I did for uh, like a couple of the special editions that were in my cart that I was purchasing. Johnny sucks at limited run games. You heard it here no. first. Yeah. But that's that's an experience. Like, whatever. I get over that stuff pretty quick because if I want to just spend the $100 on it, I, I can. I'm I'm okay with uh, enough in the world that if I really, really want it, I'll just go spend the money on it and I'm not just doing the stupid collector thing. But there's a lot of people who aren't. Like, Night Trap, there was so many angry people about Night Trap. Night Trap was a cluster, right? So, they were really upset and they could have just done a better job. Like, there could have been a better system in place. And then if you ever contact their customer service, they're just like, we can't help you, sorry, you should have been faster. Have you tried logging in? All right, I've got, I got two things to say here. Uh, I think we're, we're disagreeing. I think that the limited model is the only reason people give a shit about limited run games. Otherwise, they would be super limited run games because no one will be buying all their bullshit titles that they put out. Definitely not, you know, 3,500 people buying some of these games. Uh, well, second, I, think you on, can, I think we agree, though, that you can still keep a limited model. We're not saying that you shouldn't have a limited model. I'm saying you can definitely, like, create a limited window but you don't have to do it on such like a weird cap that I, I feel is just artificial and breaks breaks the system. What what do you mean artificial and breaks? Like that you think that the print runs are too low, basically? I, I think on some of them they make them artificially low. And they say, you know, the only place to buy them is on limited run, but then I know certain shops that oh have them and they, they wholesell them, so or, you know, it's ha- just literally the same game that came out on Play Asia or Fan Gamer or Yesterday right. Origins just came out on Amazon. Like, you can just go buy the UK copy of that game for $10. Right. And so, like I said, that, that's bullshit. That's that's fake. That's a fake limiting. That's a So, what you, the real limited thing is the, you know, US cover art or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's just these limiters... 
And I, it's like, I'm not against the limiters. I'm not against creating like a fervor and having a business model. I'm not against the capitalism uh, of this as an enterprise. But I'm saying if you just limited the window, then you put it, you can put it in enough hands that people will want it. But there will always be the people who weren't able to get it that day and will be upset and will have to go to the secondary market or the people who just missed and didn't hear about it and will want those games. So I, I think they'll still be collectible, but you won't have this dearth of, of nonsense games. And you could also say, like, if we don't, like, it has to, like, I don't know what their, their minimum is because I'm sure they have, like, a, like an MOQ, right? Minimum order quantity. I think the lowest they've be done hit. is seventeen hundred. That's just okay. A guess. So, so like, what what does that mean? Like, what and how do they like? How do they expand past that? Like, maybe they privately have already bought seventeen hundred, but you know, then they can sell them through other channels, release them at you know timed special releases. Other oh hey, if you guys missed it, special two day sale. We got another hundred of them. Like that seems. Seems like interesting marketing for me. Not this. I don't like, like that. I, I think try it's to more interesting. It in two that caps. It's as limited as possible. Like I want them to come out with like Golf Story and be like, "Yeah, Golf Story on the Switch. We got two thousand of them. Have at it, fuckers." That's what I want. Limited run games. Why? To be. Well, but what is this? What is this Gladiator Arena? Oh, that's games? the only thing that's interesting about limited run games to me because they. No. Uh, but wh- why do you want that though? Why do you want that? Why does it need to be interesting? Aren't oh, games and collecting isn't that interesting shit enough? Show of people complaining on forums, people complaining on social media. I love it. See, you're that you're that guy. You're that guy. No, even for the games, I don't like. It's not like oh, I got this and you didn't. It's like oh, people are freaking out over you know what's the the Switch game that just came out? Yeah, uh, Thimbleweed Park Limited Edition was hard to get apparently. Oh, and I love yeah, seeing those people who are like, oh my god, they didn't make enough of them. I love it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know we're different well, on that. For all those people, just go buy the PlayStation 4 one and then buy a regular Switch copy and dump yours into that box. Congrats, you've got the big box edition. Well, let's talk about... Uh, all right, let's uh, keep on the limited run games. There's a lot of other companies to get to, but they're shitty collector's editions. There are a couple that have been okay. Uh, I'd say vast majority of limited run game collector's editions are bullshit. Yeah, they're, they're just like 99 cent store products that they dump into a box and they're like... Gotcha, fuckers. Mm. So, yeah, this uh, this most recent one, Thimbleweed Park, is the unlimited $40 big box PC edition. I think it has everything that version has and an additional set of stickers. And they marked it up $15 because you're getting the console version instead of the PC version. That's not limited yeah. to me. That's <sighs> And you know they're not going to change the box because on their limited editions, at least for the ones that I'm thinking of, they uh, the east origin i think that's one of their biggest ones if you got the vita version they just slapped a big white sticker on the box that said vita so you know that that's the vita version like what the, this doesn't feel like a high quality collectible guys and i have yeah. one more to complain about fucking night trap on the pc um, are we are we still um i need to tone down my cursing night trap on the pc is the most bare bones uh, PC big box game I have ever owned. It is a plain white box. The jewel case is loose inside of it. Oh, uh, good. I think it's the only big box game that I have. There's like, there's not even like a cardboard thing in there. And it comes up with a folded up poster that is so folded up that you like, it's totally unusable because it's a folded up poster. What are you going to do with it? Uh, and I, I don't think it comes I, with a manual in the jewel case. I think it's just like a paper slip. 
That is, yeah, it's nonsense. Yep. I paid for the, the get everything night trap bundle. I paid like $170 or something for all this night trap garbage. Cause I'm an idiot. Yeah. I, you know, looking in the notes too, I think one of the things you could do is like, if they were made to order too, then you could say the number it was out of. So then if you have low numbers, make the low number ones be the things that are collectible. That's not what people or, want, Johnny. Or, this in, isn't... or incentivize, incentivize, like do it and be like the first thousand people who order get this other special thing. Or the first thousand people that, get the special edition. I'm into that. That's some Thunderdome shit. I'm all about that. Yeah. Then there will be a lot but more like, wine. That, and everyone will be whining because like, like now it's like price filtered. Oh, it's like, oh, I don't well, care about this game. I'm not going to spend the extra 30 bucks. But when you turn it into Thunderdome, that sounds even more fun. Oh, and then there'd be all the conspiracy theories too. I know I was the first person to order this. Somehow I didn't <laughs> I get I used the... a bot and I didn't get it. Yeah. Anyways, what are some of the other companies that are uh, looking to be future shit bags? Uh, let's let's see. Strict, strictly was... limited games? Oh, man. Okay. All right. We're down to bullet point J. We got strictly yep. limited games. This is one of the small... I thought this was... I got this mixed up with special reserve games. Um, this is just one of these smaller people who who popped up, and they've got uh, Tokyo Forty Two was their their first game they announced with twenty six hundred copies for the PS Four. Uh, you've heard of Tokyo Forty Two, right, Johnny? Nope. All right, yeah, you're making a brand new company to put out limited print indie games, and your first thing is a game that no one has ever heard of. Uh, real strong opener there. Sweet. That is still in stock. Uh, and oh, uh, cool. I'll go pick. Nope. No, don't care. Yeah. And it's probably, you know, it's probably double what you can get it for on PSN. I didn't check that their next one. They, they figured it out. They put out Griffin Knight Epic. You remember Griffin Knight Epic, right, Johnny? Nope. Oh, it's another game. Also a multi-platform PS4 game. I think it's probably on PC for, I think it's less than $10. They limited this to 999 copies and it sold out immediately because people know doesn't matter if you've ever heard of the game. If it's a low print run, they'll buy it. You think that would have sold a thousand copies immediately if they just put it up like Tokyo 42 and said, however many we can get in an hour? Uh, well, not them because they like, uh, I think at some point, you know, limited run had to do what it does. But now I think they have enough, you know, enough of an install base that they don't need to. Why, be, why, is, why does Limited Run have an install base? So many other games are just whatever they can get their hands on. What I, I, I've said this before. I wish that they were the Criterion collection of video games. They just cherry-picked the 8 out of 10 and better indie games that were never getting physical releases. And every single one of their releases was just like this, like, quote-unquote, hidden gem or, you know, one of these top games. No one wants these JRPGs no one's ever heard of. Anyway, enough about Limited Run games, right? Okay. Do you want to talk about special okay. special reserve so, games? Nope. Go ahead. They are partnered with limited run games. So from time to time. Oh, I forgot about that. So uh-huh. they limited run will put out a thing. There'll only be like a thousand of them and they'll be like, Hey guys, this, this isn't a limited run game just so you know, but it's coming out on our website. And then and there's, 
And this one is a special edition, only a thousand with this cover. If you come over here and suck this dick, we'll give you a special cover to buy their game. And I think all of those have sold out immediately because everyone's like, no, you're selling this game. This is this is a limited run game. But it doesn't have the LRG number on it, so oh, don't you worry, collectors. They love that. So they, they're like the, the people who decide what does and doesn't count for the set. Because they, they know if they make their rarest stuff, quote unquote, count, all these people who like got their sets busted would be like, oh, I'm giving up. Limited run game sucks. They don't make enough copies of these special reserve things. Right. They they would be they would be in for a time, I guess. All right. So special reserve, they put out Strafe, Shadow Warrior 2 and Absolver. And I guess the funny thing here is that. Their stuff did sell out, but a lot of it had to go on sale before it sold out. And I think Absolver is is all still in stock across the board. So when you're making nice. a, a company that's putting out limited edition collectibles and you have to put your stuff on sale for it to sell out, that uh, says a lot about how much you're overcharging for your games that you're putting out physical copies of, doesn't it? What was the game? Oh, man, I'm forgetting. Uh, it's like uh, Firewatch. That had a special edition cover if you bought it from the Firewatch website and not from Limited Run Games, but still came with the Limited Run number. Ooh, was that a thing? I think that I vaguely remember that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, hot tip: Don't play Firewatch on PS4. It runs like garbage. Oh my god! I did that. I talked about that. Just so you know, you can still buy Shadow Warrior for the PC and um, Absolver for for Steam or PlayStation. Yeah. From from Special Reserve. And you can buy the limited edition mask on its own for Absolver. Oh, if you'd wow. really like, it's like $60 for a, a mask, you know. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Absolver's on sale. 25 bucks right now if you want it. Yeah, head over there. Get yeah. there. Get Complete there, guys. Complete your Special Reserve set of Strafe, Shadow Warrior 2, and Absolver. All the yeah, games people were worried weren't going to hit physical copies. I I bet I bet they're on eBay and they're more expensive than you'd want to pay though. Well, the best part about uh, I, I I don't know about the others, but actually Shadow Warrior. I think I mean Strafe and Shadow, Shadow Warrior, Warrior. Those sound like PC ass PC games to me, and like the console versions there. But those are games you'd want to play on PC, and like PC big box collectors, they don't fall for this bullshit at all. Uh, they want you know the actual collectible games because you know you can't own every pc game so there's no motivation to collect anything that's remotely bullshit so right that that's shout out to pc collectors for having standards and principles meanwhile i'm over here like oh should i buy every limited run switch game that might be a good idea i i want you to know that special reserve has uh a tab called the hype where they just like pump themselves up. <laughs> you, you can't have a tab like that on your website when your limited print games go on sale. I don't right. I feel like I, oh, I, someone's I, gonna like listen to this podcast and I'm gonna feel so bad that I'm trashing their company. They're just trying their best. I, I'm sure they are, uh, but at the same time, yeah, I you know, I don't like false frenzies, is my point. I will we'll disagree on that. I know, I know you like it. Because you are a madman. But anyways, we, we've got a big list of these All dummies. Right. So uh, we got let's, fan gamer. let's go to the next one. Fan, fan gamer, gamer came out with Undertale. Um, I don't know how limited that was, but it seems like everyone got a copy. So that that was cool. Uh, they had like a special edition, too, of Undertale. So like, oh, that's fan, gamer ha- 
Fangamers had a few things, right? They've had more than just Undertale, I thought. I'm they did I don't know what they are because I didn't write them down. They had Thimbleweed Park on PC before it came to consoles. Oh shit. Great. Anyways, fan gamers aside, they they have more stuff like they occasionally get these limited games, but they also do like other cool stuff. Uh if you want it. They do like all the shit that you don't want in your special edition and just sell it as its own item so you can just buy it if that if you're super into it. Whereas limited run will charge you twenty extra dollars and and throw it in the box whether you wanted it or not. Well, I mean, they limited run like their regular releases have nothing. A lot of them don't even have manuals, so you're gonna you're gonna have to want it if you pay pay for their collector's edition. Yeah, I, I want them to do Hollow Knight. I'm like, let's let's get some a special edition of Hollow Knight, fan gamer. Oh, right, I thought you were talking about limited run. Yeah, all right, I'll buy that. No. Not for them. I'm glad. Like I like Undertale. Like that's a pretty cool game. Even the collector's edition looked pretty cool. I can actually still buy it for the PS4 or the Vita. I think. Yeah. I think I think it's a little weird that I mean that special edition. What was it? It was like forty or fifty or sixty dollars for this ten dollar game, maybe twenty dollars. Yeah. And it's basically targeted at people who have already bought the game. It's just so weird that these collector's editions are double dipping like that. But I mean that's the game, right? All right. It is. V-Blank Entertainment, what do they got, Johnny? Oh, <laughs> I wrote well, that they know, put out 40 limited editions of Retro City Rampage. That's pretty much it, yeah. They they had the regular one, and then they had the, the special edition where they just sent you some extra covers. Oh, really? They just would send you the cover? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have that. I have it for the Switch, and there's just a couple extra covers. At least for the Switch, that's what they gave you. They're like, the special edition includes these alternate covers, and they just came, like, kind of loose and a little bit, like, bent. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So, Thanks, I, I remember they put out their, uh, I can't even say the first, but one of their limited editions of Retro City Rampage came out, and then they, like, put out one with a variant cover, and they were like, no, this this isn't. Uh, on top of the like however limited the first one was this is different because it's a different cover and that's all i remember about retro city rampage all right uh i am 8-bit another one of these companies uh this had a funny thing with hyperlight drifter where they put out a quote-unquote collector's edition it looked freaking sweet it was in this super nintendo style box and it came with a digital download code for the game but it was called yeah, like the collector's edition yeah, what didn't it come with a cartridge too or something? It came. With, I don't remember what the physical cartridge did. Maybe they put I something the inside physical, it. Maybe it maybe it just opened up and that's where the code was. Yeah, but I, I thought maybe like I want to say it was like a blue cart. Maybe I'm just imagining. No, you're that. right. I think it was like a teal blue. Um, so super cool copy of the game didn't come with the game. Later on, they just put out a flat like here's Hyperlight Drifter on a disc, and I think everyone was way more excited about that because obviously collectors don't care about stupid blank boxes on your shelf as much as they just want to own the freaking game there's also a retro city rampage super nintendo box only that was like a promo item i'm done with red there's you could be a retro city rampage collector like there are like final fantasy collectors you could probably just collect retro city rampage this indie yeah. game has had long legs the one thing i do like about hyper light drifter is like obviously the super nintendo box was an homage to Super Nintendo boxes, like same shape and everything, but they did like full art on the box. They didn't like they weren't a slave to the convention of the box. Like the back looks pretty, up, but the front is like full art and wrap like wraps. It's pretty cool. Like I, I would maybe own this thing, like because it looks it looks cool enough. They they did a nice job as just like a shelf piece. 
this is the kind of stuff if you were gonna if you were gonna sell me a digital code I, I would be for that like that's pretty cool i mean yeah it looks super nice i've never played the game before maybe if i was like a huge fan of it i, I would go right. for that but i waited for the real physical release come on and they also did a res infinite i don't know if you could still buy that but hey res infinite there you go all right we also have uh my favorite <laughs> everyone's super favorite. super rare games guys uh so did you believe this was a real company when you first heard of it nope uh, i was like that's funny and they, and they came out like, with a banger just like uh you know another banger of human fall yeah. flat yeah human fall flat uh i think is this like one of those twitch games where like kids watch people play this on twitch it seems to have a lot of silly physics antics i don't know but they also have another game uh the flame and the flood what that's a limited run game isn't it uh, I don't think so, dude. Fuck off! No, I'm. I, I'll cut out that. I'll. I'll bleep. I'll put like a comical bleep noise in front of that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, coming to the Switch. Oh my yeah, god! So it's... they got the, they got the limited run game, and they're putting it out on a different platform. Yes. Oh yeah, my so god! So not even limited run. That, that's this is my favorite. Okay. Uh, here is one of the issues uh, for collectors with super rare games. It is a company that is uh, based in the UK, I believe or at least over in Europe, uh, because it comes with like the PAL rating system on it. So there's a lot of debate of whether these Switch games actually count for the U.S. set or not. Uh, my thought is no, because it's got that, it's got a PAL-like labeling system on it. But if you wanted, like since the Switch is region-free, there's going to be a lot of like cross-region pollination. Uh, already happens. And that, that's fine with me. Like you can collect however you want. But as far as like U.S. sets, I don't think this is going to count. Uh, the shipping was really kind of expensive. A new thing they did with the with Human Fall Flat and Flame in the Flood is they like did a bundle. So at least if you bought them together, because they were so rare that after their first release, that that there was still some available when they got to their second release because no one really bought it, and uh, even though it was only limited to five thousand. Anyways, they created a bundle where you could buy it. Not that you saved any money really, but you saved on shipping, which is nice because paying that overseas shipping sucks. And they also put out a statement saying, hey, we know overseas shipping sucks, and that like held a lot of you off. Um, so what we're going to do is we've worked with a new provider, uh, distributor, and we're going we're gonna to get you these games at a better shipping cost coming in the future. But they've got the horrendous sin of making stupid special editions as well of their games that are already super limited. The special editions of limited things... Are, is really dumb to me. It kills it's the all even of the more limited edition. Like when limited run games has a special edition. If it's a game I want, I'm like, oh, thank God, no one's gonna want the stupid regular version. That's like the bullshit version now. So it's gonna be super easy to get because that like doesn't even count at that point anymore, right? Right, exactly. It, it's such it's such nonsense, and they act like, oh, no one ever scalps these. Give me a fucking shut up. Of course they do. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, you know, in the week following this release, only you know, point one percent appeared on eBay. I'm like, yeah, everyone's holding on to it, waiting for it to be super rare or whatever, or have it. Yeah, well, that, that look, I fact checked their statement on that. It wasn't even true. Look, I'm sure they're they're great at selling video games, but they're bad at math. Well, they were using the game value now data, and that hasn't been updated all year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, there's also like they're not they took into account one source. eBay is not the only place people 
buy secondary games. There's what? also forums and everything. None of that matters. Anyways, I, I disagree with their math, and we all think that these special editions are stupid. Super Rare Games did this thing where they decided to make a vinyl album. You're like, okay. Do you know, like... I mean, whatever. If As far as things you can add to a game, I don't know. Vinyl album's kind of cool. No, it's so big and bulky. Stop it. Stop it. The rest like, and then of your ship album. It. Like, I'm not going to care then, about the Human Fall flat soundtrack. I, I mean, maybe it's great, but... There, there's also this really funny, they've got this funny bundle, right? So uh, they've got the game and the vinyl that you can buy together, but you can't buy the, the the vinyl and the deluxe game, even though they're exact same. Do you know what the difference between these two bundles are besides $3? I do because I'm looking at it and I'm really excited that this company also cards. did it. Tell us, Johnny. Trading cards. <laughs> Hooray. Maybe... Maybe them and Limited Run will team up and get a binder, and on one side it'll say Super Rare Games, which is just the dumbest, stupidest name ever, that I'm glad their their stupid human fall flat didn't sell out immediately, because it's so super rare. And like Limited Run, they'll, they'll, they'll tag team it, so on one side it'll be Super Rare Games, on the other side it'll say Limited Run. So my favorite part is you can also have, you could just buy separately a booster pack of, of not super rare games trading cards of specifically human fall flat trading cards, meaning you could buy a booster and not even get all of the super of all the human fall flat cards. Well, I, in some regards, I think this is like smart, right? They like sell their special edition, but then they sold like little pieces of the special edition, like individually, if, if you wanted it, right? Like you could... You could get some of those things if you didn't want to buy the whole release. Everything, actually. There's nothing special yeah. about it. Except no. No, at, at least it doesn't come in those... Jo- like, here's where... Uh, and I hate to give them an idea. Here's where you uh, messed up, guys. You need to put that record in a long, flat box and then put some art on it that says Human Fall Flat Special Edition, and then people will be nuts for it. Yeah, they screwed up. I 100% yeah. agree with you. Um, the same yeah. thing, we talked about a uh, Resident Evil bundle before. Uh, and it was like super limited. I forget, it was like limited to 100. And one of the oh, guys yeah. who bought that got in touch with me and he's like, yeah, it, I mean, I got this. It's basically just all the items individually. I'm like, wow, they put a box around that? That thing would be worth $1,000. That's ridiculous. Also, another thing that Super Rare Games does that Limited Run also does, their bundle costs more than buying the items individually. It's a penny, but uh, I think that's funny. And I complained about that once on the Limited Run forums as a joke. And people, there were like, like not every, some people understood it was a joke, but enough people took me seriously that I'm like, wow, people must be really butthurt on these forums about things that Limited Run games do. Oh, absolutely. You know how I feel about them. Anyways, uh, what else we got in this realm? Anything? I don't think so. I mean, there's that uh, Super Collectible Games, I think, is what I brought up at the beginning of the thing. That's probably going to be a company after this show comes out now. Because these, oh, yeah. well, it's only Switch and only PS4, but these companies just keep, seem to keep popping up with their indie game no one's ever heard of, right? Yeah, I mean, and then other things kind of like this, and we, we've touched on it before, are like Nis America is a game, is a company that kind of sells these exclusives. They're selling their own uh, games, though. That doesn't feel dirty. No, no, it doesn't feel dirty, but I'm, I'm talking and like Square has this kind of stuff, too, uh, they did with Sphere. You just... The, the way of uh, individual games like being just sold through sites, that, that's, that's where our future's g- going, especially as things like Toys R Us shut down and, you know, God knows how long Best Buy can remain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as like more of these stores go under, 
uh, you know, what's going to happen? Because Target is not always the best place to buy video games. And I sure hope people like you are keeping track of all this garbage, because it, it's I not going to be... I mean, I know you are, but it's not going to be like Super Nintendo, where it's like, all right, we got 99% of this stuff you could go buy at Funko Land, and then there's like that weird 1%, you know, you got your Max and your competition cartridges, but now games yeah. are just all over the place. Oh, yeah. It, collecting games in the future and getting people to agree on sets, like with this new model of gaming, is, is going to be horrific. Do you know uh, this is totally off topic? But do you know if that uh, that uh, UK release of Human Fall Flat are Switch cartridges region encoded, and it's just that the Switch is region free? Because maybe people would know. go by like region codes on cartridges. I actually don't know. Um, I could look at my copy of I Am Setsuna. Go do you know? I don't care that much, but if you want to do that, Johnny, you totally could. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we could also just like check eBay real quick and like look at an image of I am Setsuna. How do you know if it's region encoded? I honestly don't know. Uh, I assumed you knew there was like a region code on it. No, I I think it's like in the actual software somehow. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I don't know. Nerds will tell us what's encoded with what. I like how you say nerds as if you weren't a huge nerd. Like, you know, there's there's people, there's nerds who will go out and they'll they'll buy like a FPGA NES, and then there's the nerds who are making FPGA NESs. There's they're different categories. Fair. Okay, so that's all we got on this. That's what we got. So, uh, so huge fans of this, uh, all of them super collectible and almost guaranteed to be super worthwhile in the future. Yeah, Tyler and I uh, defer a little bit on this, but that's fine. <laughs> Uh, it's definitely not going to be like '90s comic books and baseball cards all over again. This is this is this is the real. Oh, don't stuff, forget, guys. don't forget toys. Like this definitely won't be Power of the Force action figures, uh, Star Wars action figures from like 1996 or even you know Episode One, Episode Two. It's not going to be anything like that. Totally going to be fine. So I mean, we're joking around. I bet that the Nintendo stuff still all holds its value. We shall see. That's that's we'll the gamble, see. right? That's what keeps it interesting. So, speaking of keeping it interesting, what's up with all these eBay sales? What? Oh my god, eBay sales. I'm poor, Johnny. Uh, like, what is going on with the couponing going on I, here? I don't know. I, I, have I brought it up that multiple people have told me this is normal, and now it's like, is eBay going out of business? What is going on? It's been like a 15% sale every other day for... Like two weeks. I want you to know, I I bought I bought a Turbo Graphics game, and I told the seller, I'm like, can you wait three days for me to pay you? Because he, like I didn't tell him, I'm like, I'm just gonna pay you in three days. Don't worry, my feedback's good. You're you're getting your money. I was waiting, hoping on Tuesday that eBay <laughs> was either gonna offer an eight percent back or ten percent back on eBay bucks or uh, another like fifteen percent off, and they did, Tyler. I totally won. That good for you, Johnny. I'm happy you did that. So I actually, yeah. I bought two things that were um, $149.99, and I bought them both during the 150 plus, uh, yeah, like 15% off something 150 plus, or 15% eBay bucks on that. And I was thinking about messaging the seller and being like, can you just raise the price a penny? Uh, but instead, I let done my inner consumer whore take over and I just bought more other stuff. I've I've done that. Uh, to a seller when I wanted to get something, it was forty nine ninety nine. You need to spend a penny. I asked if they would please raise the price. 
it was like a legitimate company. I'm like, man, the guy looking at these emails is not gonna. Oh yeah, like if it's like I can see it's a small seller. Yeah, I've done that oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And th- then they freaking shipped me the thing, and they forgot to include the actual item I bought. So thanks, guy, selling me a mic preamp for 149.99. Anyway, so yeah, I, I'm super stressed out at work all the time, and I've been doing a ton of retail therapy on eBay because. I need to max out all these coupons, Johnny. It's, it's, it only yeah. makes sense when life gives you a coupon, you go and buy more stuff because spending money is saving money. You So you've heard that people say this is normal. I have never got these coupons before like this. I mean, I've seen them for other things, but never just like wholesale, get 15% off. Either that or I was just doing it wrong. So I've never got eBay bucks before. So I've only recently in like the past three months, if you opt into all of eBay's stupid promotional emails, then they start giving you the eBay bucks promotions. So those are new to me. Uh, I know that they do these end of quarter sales, um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot this time around. Yeah. Like clearly they have some quarter earnings. Like maybe, I think maybe April is the start of their fiscal year or something because they, they were aggressive. That that twenty percent off coupon was amazing, and then it like it kind of toned itself down a little bit. I mean, fifteen percent off, I'll take any day of the oh, week. Oh yeah, except for this last one, I felt like everywhere I was looking, it's like oh, everything good's kind of gone. Well, that that's I mean, we've talked about some of the the perils of this, right? That you know, on the resale market, people aren't going to see that there was a coupon that everyone was getting 15% off that day. They're just going to see that it sold for that price. Oh, you would be, you'd be so mad at my last cart. Cause on the last one, it was up to a hundred dollars off uh, 15% off. So that means you can spend, you had to spend like $666 to max the benefit. And I didn't have $600 worth of stuff. Cause I've been buying stuff all month. So I just started right. buying like, all right, this game is 12% overpriced what i want to pay 15 percent off good for me <laughs> so oh I, I tyler i have all these terrible buy it now prices that i just added to ebay completed listings i also think it's interesting that people get different amounts because the last two i got was like dude only up to 50 dollars. that's it you're good like we'll only give you 50 dollars back oh yeah no i it's we're talking about two different 15 percent off sales in the past week i think johnny yeah, well, no, both of my last ones have been $50 back. Oh, all right. There was a flash yeah. sale like two days ago. It only it was only for like three hours. Uh, I told you, you were getting your dental work done. Oh, uh, was that Friday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I have no idea what happened on Friday at all. <laughs> yeah. You're just I, totally... I was, oh, you have no idea. I They gave me these drugs at 7 a.m. My appointment was at 8 a.m. So I took these two pills... At 7 a.m. on an empty stomach. My wife drove me down there. Uh, she was originally going to have to work and I was going to take an Uber. But turned out she could drive me. And then uh, I don't really remember getting to the dentist office. She was going to walk me up, but she was she wanted Starbucks. And I told her, no, I'll just go. I can make it up. She said like I sloppily like slid up the handrail as I went up the stairs and then slid myself along the wall until I hit the <laughs> elevator. She watched me do this. I get in the elevator. I have no recollection of going into the dentist office. I don't remember sitting in the chair. I woke up because they were doing some molds and stuff, and they like, got some of like the molding on my on my beard, and they were like pulling it out. And I kind of woke up for that. Don't remember after that. My wife is apparently there. It gets me downstairs. 
they had told me what the price was, like the difference between my insurance. They had told me what it was going to be before. There was oh, a okay. price difference. I had enough wherewithal to argue about the price because uh, that's just in How my can, nature. Is that legal? Can can they start change, like talking about prices with a guy who's on drugs? Well, like that they didn't make me pay. They just told me what the bill yeah, was. Yeah, I know. I know. And I was like, no, last week you told me it was going to be X. My wife's like, how did you even, like, how were you coherent enough to one, remember that argue, but not remember anything else? That's the one thing I took away from that. Then I insisted that we go pick up my glasses that were ready. Don't remember doing that. And then after that, I insisted that we stop and get me a quesadilla because I really wanted a quesadilla. Solid choice. Ate a quesadilla. Went home. And it's only like 11 a.m. now, 10.30 in the morning. Went upstairs, went to bed. She was waking me up at 5 p.m. to take more Advil and stuff and like wake up. I woke up, came downstairs, and I was trying to think about what I was doing. And what I wound up doing was just walking a circle in the kitchen for like five minutes as she watched me. And she was like, she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I was thinking. She's like, what were you thinking about? I'm like, I don't remember wow and then it was like she was like okay well why don't you come sit down and just watch some tv so kids if you're uh, looking for for legal drugs the answer is get dental work done oh man they gave and they like i only needed two of these pills they gave me a bottle with like 14 of these things and i was just like holy god mind killers what is this nonsense so yeah i was and then i went uh played magic and she had to drive me there you played magic on that friday (laughs) I, yeah, I did. I did horribly. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, uh, I, I was, and I was still. I was salty about magic too because the guy next to me drafted very poorly, and then like he screw he was those clearly, guys, man. He was clearly in one color, and then was like passing it, and then he's like, "Oh, I decided to be third color in the middle of the second pack." I'm like, "But you passed me all these." Uh, yeah, anyways, messed up the whole draft at our table. It was really annoying. New- drafting with noobs, man. Just just say no to that. But he's he's not even new. He he knows better. He just thought he could pull it off. I guess it worked out because he won. Uh, so I guess kudos to him. He he got to be cor- he got to be incorrect but win. That I happens all that. the time. I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about, and I freaking hate it. Yeah. So Anyways, that was my experience. I also bought a bunch of stuff on the eBay sales. I didn't max out all of my coupons, but I did a pretty good job. But I am a little fatigued. I'm like, please, give me a month. You got to give me a month before you throw another one of these coupons my way. Well, I mean, now we've got... I don't. They're not going to stack all this stuff with eBay Bucks Month, so... Oh, right? God. No, I, I mean, everyone's got like $100 in eBay Bucks to spend at Johnny, least Johnny, I'm now. maxed. This is my first like real big eBay bucks things, and I got five hundred eBay bucks. I'm buying a CDI. You, hold on, wait, what the? You have five hundred eBay dollars? Five hundred eBay dollars. I maxed How all of these coupons, even, Johnny. What in the name of God? How did you even manage that? I hide. How uh, much did you spend on eBay last month, you maniac? You no, know, I just don't tell Ada what all these games cost. Um, I don't post a lot of what I get on social media, so people aren't like, "Oh, you stupid speed collector, buying all these high-end games all at once." You know, I just gotta keep it on the DL. You are a maniac. I'm, yeah, fifteen percent goes a wow. long way, man. That. I mean, it's all, I just put it in my mind. Insane. Like it's all stuff I'm going to buy anyway. I might as well get the eBay bucks for, I mean, it. I, I get that, but I, 
even with that, I, I guess I just didn't max all my coupons because I think I'm like at one hundred and twenty dollars. I also bought uh, I bought some like a home vi- uh, video gear. I bought like a new AV receiver and stuff. So it wasn't all video games. I mean, mine isn't all video games either. That's what I'm saying. That's crazy. And I bought, like, and I, I bought, bought the new microphone I, I'm speaking into right now. Like between the receiver and the microphone, that was like nine hundred dollars combined. So that's still a lot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I I bought like the 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 um vader and tarkin figure pack and that was like 400 bucks and then i bought the i bought a poster for my wife a special labyrinth poster by this guy richie beckett that's pretty awesome because labyrinth is her all-time favorite movie it's a real thing she loves labyrinth more than there's more than people out there who are big labyrinth people Oh yeah, I've got her all the like little books and pop figures. It's crazy. She loves Labyrinth. That Labyrinth and Harry Potter. Like I don't hate Labyrinth, but I've just never been like this is my jam forever. That's just yeah, like right, th- right. I'm I'm there with just you. Her, it's her background noise, man. She if nothing else is on, it's Labyrinth. Same thing with Princess Bride people. Like I like the Princess Bride a lot, but some people are like this is the only movie. You're like Monty Python. Yeah, I I, I yeah. I get Spaceballs. You want to get all in on a movie? Spaceballs is the movie to go all in on. Oh, I you know, there's very few movies I can I can go that deep on. Um like Star Wars is like my go-to, Harry Potter and Batman 89. Batman 89 is probably a movie I've seen more than most any other movie. You're so basic, John. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I I mean like Lord of the Rings and shit is all my favorite stuff too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I'm I'm basic white nerd. Uh, I mean, I've even, I'm even chubby with the beard and glasses. I, I'm not, I'm not a unique snowflake. Anyways, I bought PS1 games. I bought a turbo graphic game that I feel pretty good about world sports competition. I Is got that, that. An exciting one. I don't, I don't even know. It's kind of hard to find and I got it in box. So that was cool. Um, I felt like I paid like two hundred dollars for it. Jesus so. Christ! All right, so it is a kind of fancy one. Or, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Turbo Graphics boxes—they're like more than no, the cost yeah, of the game. So, no, even the the Hue card is like a hundred and something dollars. Oh, so right. uh, that's what I'm saying. It's it's sealed. It's a sealed box. So I felt like paying two hundred dollars for it was like all right. Damn it! And I was getting fifteen percent back. So I'm showing how much I don't know off. about video games. I'm losing my legim- legitimacy here on the podcast, Johnny. Yeah, I don't think that's true. Um. Anyway, so well, that was like the main thing I bought. That and that labyrinth poster which no one gives a shit about and all my magic stories that no one cares about uh yeah so i that's what i bought i got like a dozen turbo graphics games from hyruleverse on instagram oh yeah i bought some from him too yeah uh i got time cruise and kadash were the the most exciting of those people don't think time cruise is exciting because it's not but i just really like pinball got was it like the third pinball reference this podcast i'm really hitting all my things i gotta bring up wrestling did i buy battle royal i think i did buy battle royale from him too nice you know what <laughs> pinball game i bought uh no i don't oh it's a uh, pinball pro pinball for the ps1 i like it so much i accidentally bought it twice are there Mistake. multiple i think there's multiple is it like it's there's like big oh, yeah, race usa and all those yeah and like kiss and um there's a bunch of no, them. No, I mean, like, there's actually. multiple pro pinball I mean, games. I yeah, think yes, there are. There's okay. like three of them. There's like Pro Fantasy, Big Race, Patriotic, or something. Yeah, there's a few. So yeah, I got I got all these Turbo Graphics games. I hate so I don't I don't collect Turbo Graphics boxes. I'm sorry, I'm not s- s- this wealthy guy like Johnny who's just like I could get the boxes. Oh, <laughs> I, if I can get if I can get the box reasonably, I get the box. So I, uh, I but hate, if not, then I don't. There's a lot of Turbo Graphics games that like the it's just a blank jewel case. 
So oh, you have yeah. to like we got the stickers. print out a label or something for it. Uh, he sent over the yeah. stickers, so thanks for that. And now I gotta like I have to go track down like a copy of, of Power Golf so I can <laughs> put the sticker on it. Uh, Keith Courage. Oh yeah, all right. Never. I, I don't know why I didn't think of that. I, I'm yeah, not even Keith into Kirk. eBay yet, Johnny. I bought so much crap; it's ridiculous. I got bought, uh, complete copies of Linus Spacehead and Secret Scout, both games that you don't care about. Um, uh, for the Genesis? Uh, no, for the NES. Uh, no, no, for NES. Yeah, for the yeah, Genesis, never, you definitely would have cared about, about that because you're Mr. Genesis over here. I like the Genesis. Uh, yeah, so but I think I don't. Secret Scout isn't on the Genesis. Is Linus Spacehead is? I think so. Oh, all right, cool. Uh, anyways, go on. But yeah, so of course, when the eBay sales first come out, the thing you do is you look for games that are already a great deal, and then you make them a fantastic deal. And I kind of ran out of those. So I started looking for uh, complete in box games that I could use the coupon on and get it for card only price. And so that's what I did for these two games. Both the boxes are, you know, not in the best condition, but I'll take a complete game if I can get the card for the card price. I got Doom Troopers on the Genesis with the stupid trading card. Uh, nice. I talked about this with you a little before the show. So Genesis is the first console I'm really like collecting complete, complete in box. Like I have uh, Xbox games. They're, they're missing like Xbox Live Trials and that because I, I don't really care about all the DVD case stuff so long as I have the manual. Uh, but I, wa- I kind of want all the little registration cards and crap for Genesis games. And no, you're not misremembering like maybe three months ago on the podcast, I said something like, yeah, Genesis manuals are too expensive. I'm not worrying about Genesis manuals. And uh, now I'm, I'm totally 180 on that. And I don't want to have to track all these down later. Okay. Well, uh, for real, me and you will sit down and talk and I'll, I'll bring in the box and you can tell me what manuals you yeah, need. Just like for real, you're going to send me that Cowlitz gamers second adventure. No, I'm, I'm, I'm for real. I told you I was going to do that immediately after we talk about the manuals. So the oh, okay, minute you okay. talk to me about those manuals, I will send that out. Oh, so you're, now you're making it, I got to make some action now. So now when I put this yep. off forever, that, okay, good uh-huh. call. That's how I do it. Uh, and yeah, it's Cosmic Spacehead is on the Genesis. Oh, okay, okay. But it's, it's Linus's. Linus? Yeah, it's still Linus, Linus, I, Linus? I mispronounce. I, Linus, whatever, I don't know. All right. It's on the Genesis is my point. Okay. Okay. But if you just look at the box, it says Cosmic Spacehead. All right. I didn't know those were the same. It's by, Thank you for it's dropping It's by Codemaster. Uh, it's by Codemasters, and it has a weird shaped cart. Oh, yeah. All right. Anyways. So, so uh, one other story I have is a guy posted he found Mega Turkin at an estate sale, uh, which is one of the games I wanted to buy. And... He like posted a comment like, "Oh, I'm I'm so happy I got this. Uh, I'll finally get around to playing all my Genesis games again. I can't wait to play this." And he posted something like, "Hey, is this legit?" I'm like, "Yeah, you got the registration card in there. Uh, a lot of copies on eBay don't even have the registration card." Uh, so after I I posted that, I'm like, "Oh, yeah, let me go look on eBay. Let me go see if there's a Mega Turkin because I'm sure there was eBay bucks going on or something like that." And I found a copy. I'm like, "Oh man, registration card and everything. Perfect. This is what I need." So I bought that. And then I sent the guy a message. I'm like, did you just post this on Reddit? And it was totally the guy who posted it on Reddit and was talking about like how he wanted to play. I'm like, you fucking, you liar. You're not, you weren't playing this. You flipped it immediately. So that, I that's, that was that's the world we live in. Yep. Um, so, so Mega Turkin got that. 
Let me just list a few. Let's, let's just get some highlights. I got Bronchi, the Brontosaurus, Splatterhouse 2 and 3, Streets of Rage 3, Master of Monsters. Uh, that's like a bunch of the high-end Genesis stuff. That's Those are all good ones. Yep. And uh, I tried to get some more SNES stuff, but it's just not out there in good condition for buy it now. So they just don't exist. SNES is a yeah. mess, man. Like, you go there, like, you search for Mega Man X3, and you've got 15 buy it nows. Of, it doesn't matter what price they are, because they all look like garbage. And then there's one nice copy that's, like, three times what it should cost. Well, yeah, that's that's to be expected. Oh, I hate Super and Nintendo. It's probably Why do you sold like by this console? Bucky? I love this console, because that's where my nostalgia lives. Uh. Just you don't. Get, you don't have to like a console to like collecting it, Johnny. You you collect for the Nintendo sixty four. That's true. I didn't say you had to. I don't enjoy I collecting do. Super Nintendo. Uh, there's a nice copy of X three right now. It's sitting at like three hundred and sixty dollars, so it'll probably get to like five. Oh, it's it's a uh, auction. Yeah. All right. Great. I'm. I just got to get that from like Nintendo Age or something. I'm too scared of like getting finally finding the one with a nice copy and it like turns out to be a repro label. So get in touch with me if you want to sell me your Mega Man X2 and X3. Yeah, gross. Johnny, what have you been playing? This podcast is a marathon. Oh my uh, God, so long. <laughs> Break it into two parts. Uh, Jesus. What What am I talking about? What was I about to say? Oh yeah, did anyone Battle actually email you and, and tell you if they like long or short podcasts? No one did. I think so. that means they like long podcasts because they're not no, complaining. That's that's not how logic works, but all right. Um, moving on, what did you play? You literally just said you played Battle of Olympus. Yep. So what'd you play? Uh, well, I beat Metroid. I'm, so I'm hey, taking congrats. what you said and I'm just totally going somewhere else with it. How do you feel about that? That's fine. That's what I do to you. It's only fair. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So I remember the first time I was talking about Metroid, I was like, "Man, this game's easy. It's straightforward. You just you just go to where the open place on the map is." Uh, so Metroid does get a lot harder and there are points where it is hard to figure out how you're supposed to get past certain areas. Um, it, it's not a hard game, but I, I feel like I was so pompous the way I talked about it being easy the first time that I thought I would correct myself and be like, Metroid is a game with a good difficulty curve. Uh, so yeah, I loved that. Of course, everyone likes Metroid. And then I also played one of your favorite games, the battle of Olympus, Johnny. I do love battle of Olympus. Uh, yeah, I spent an entire Saturday beating that because um, it's it's kind of a long game. I mean, probably not if you knew what to do, but if you're like still trying to figure it all out, pretty long and it has a good difficulty curve. So it's yeah, all it's it looks a lot like Zelda two. Everyone says that. I think it's totally Simon's Quest, and everyone says it's Zelda two. No, no the, like the jump, the way like uh, I when mean, you the, were the combat and like the movement is Zelda two, but the actual gameplay yeah. itself is literally just Simon's Quest. Go around, figure out mysteries in the two D open world. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like y you even get the same. It's like the, it's got the same physics on the slide on the yeah. jump when you <laughs> jump. Like you're like, oh my god, I, am I Link right now? I don't know what just happened. Like your like guy is blue and like your eyes play tricks on you. And it's like, Oh, is he green? No, he's blue. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Whoa, what just happened? And like, even the way the doorways look and stuff. Yeah. It, it's, I, I, I get the Zelda two thing. It's just, everyone says it's a oh, Zelda two ripoff. The graphics and the combat is Zelda two ripoff. I think the game, well, you know, they, they were roughly made around the same time. 
I think it came out a year after both Simon's Quest and Zelda 2, because I looked it up. I'm like, I mean, obviously it's ripping off Zelda in, 2. In the U.S., in the U.S., though. But I think they, those no, dates after, are No, it was the Japanese release of both. It was a year after both. Really? Yeah. A year on both? Yeah, because I know, like, Zelda came out in, like, what? Zelda 2 came out in, like, 88, and then um, the Battle of Olympus came out in, like, 89. Sure, we'll go with I think that. both that around right. December. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, super fun game. Everyone should yeah, good game. play. I mean, it's Have one of these you, games that everyone's like, "Oh, it's the hidden gem," and everyone gets super like, everyone gets real hot and bothered well, about it. I think it's a good. Let's game. Let's not talk about hidden gems. Uh, <laughs> if you want a really difficult uh, thing to go find, you know, they made a PAL only Game Boy version of it. That sounds kind of exciting, and it it's like it plays really close to the same, except it wasn't deve- like it was made totally by a different company that put the, together. Um, the Game Boy version, which I think that happens is pretty sometimes. I think like Ninja Gaiden yeah. Shadow was like that. Yeah, but this is like it. Like there, there isn't a whole lot of noticeable difference. Like they kept it really close. You know, a lot of times it like goes in a totally different direction and shit gets weird. Yeah, the Game Boy did, and it's also kind of expensive. That, that's what I was just about to ask you. Yeah, it's kind of expensive. Oh well. Um, so if you want one more recommendation on games, Battle of Olympus, go play Crystalis. Uh, no, I tried playing Crystalis you know, like 10 or you 15 like years it? ago. It was okay. I just like got into it. It just got too repetitive for me. It oh, doesn't man, I like, I don't remember it having all like the mystery solving of Battle of Olympus. Battle of Olympus, no, there's a no, lot of, I wonder what not. I'm supposed to do next. But if you want more like Zelda-esque clones um, in that style, not Zelda 2, this is more like Zelda 1. Uh, but yeah, Crystalis, a game I like a lot. I've already played so many. I just played, what, Newtopia. I got Newtopia 2 on my docket. Next, next coming up is uh, what's the one that starts with an A? Astyanax, Astyanax. Oh, yeah. that's what I'm playing next. Yeah, what about Crusader of Senti? Uh, it's I, I can't get excited about Genesis games because um, it's just oh, my Crusader childhood. Crusader of Senti's great. Yeah, I, I know. I need to play that. I, I feel like I need to play my expensive games just to like justify the fact that I bought them for so much freaking money. So just yeah, I'll play that. You're not eventually. gonna be you're not gonna be disappointed with that. Also, do you have Golden Axe uh, Warrior? No, it's one of the only Sega Master System games I really want, though. It keeps going oh, for too much good. money. I, I tried to yeah. get it during this recent eBay sale, but they went for way too much money. Because yeah. I want that one with crazy. the stupid ha- UPC code, because I'm an idiot. You are an idiot. Who cares? Um, just get one so you can play. It's super, super interesting. But like, the like manual's that. different for those PAL copies, too, isn't it? Mm, like, I, I don't care no. as much about the UPC, but I don't want, like, oh, obviously this is the, the PAL manual. Yeah, who cares? Just pick it up. It's great. I do. I want it. I I stopped, I lost enthusiasm for collecting Sega Master System because the U.S. library is like the BS version of the PAL library, but I do want Golden Axe Warrior. Well, I mean, it's the same way for Saturn. Saturn has a bunch of sweet games, But at too. least, like, no one gets confused about, is this, this, was this the U.S. copy? Was this the PAL copy? Is there a UPC on the back? There's none of that with Saturn. That's true. Everyone knows that the PAL versions of Saturn games are worthless, because who wants those cardboard black boxes? Sorry um, I offended our two PAL listeners. Actually, I think we have a bunch of people yeah, in we, Europe. We Never mind. A, yeah, Your Saturn yeah, games suck, the, guys. The, Sorry. No, their Saturn games are great. Uh, I just bought uh, a Japanese Saturn game, Willy Wombat. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I uh, yep. I wanted to say something about it, but I've never even heard of it. Yep, there's a lot of like cool little Saturn games to go check out. Uh, also, Necronomicon, like I posted that a while ago. It's a pinball game. You would love that. 
What? Didn't that, did that not? That came out in the U.S. Am I crazy? You are crazy. Dude, what came out in the U.S.? Dude, Necronomicon Crewball? came out in the U.S. Crewball's a Genesis game. Yeah, it's called Digital Pinball Necronomicon. I know there's like a an updated version that's only in Japan. Get it? You're freaking me out, Johnny. If there's one thing I should know about, it's pinball games. I like pinball. Yeah, I know. I think it's um, only released in Japan. I'm real mad. Oh, it's a sequel to Last Gladiators. We got Last Gladiators, and that one I think had an update, uh, an updated version in Japan. We didn't get. All right, cool. So there you go. Go buy Necronomicon. I think uh, one of the guys on a forum on GameTZ, Gypsy. I think he set like a world record in digital pinball Necronomicon. And by world record, I mean he found the he got the highest score that and he could find on the internet. So good job. Nice. Has this podcast uh, gone on long enough, Johnny? Oh my god, it's so long. Yeah. So you know. so so how's your day? What else are we going to talk about? What oh, are- you know, it's good. Good. Just looking forward to the uh, to the late evening now that it's already eight thirty here, and it's probably like one o'clock. Or I, I can actually just do the math. It's oh, not you still one have like a whole really. evening left. It's eleven thirty over here. Yeah. Me and Ada were going to um, sit down and play video games, and you just ruined that, Johnny. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, well, let me let you get to. Ada, tender her and tell her I apologize. No, we're not going to have time line. to figure out and decide on a game. I'm just going to go play Minecraft, Johnny. Oh my god, don't do that. Go play Lego Harry Potter with her. I, Lego Dimensions got me burnt out on Lego games. Like just I, go I, play, <laughs> buy the PS4 collection and stop whining. You asked me for my recommendation and there it is. I think we're going to play the Divinity Original Sin or whatever it's called. Oh god. Okay. Anyways, that's all we've got time for, clearly. I think it, we've both shown we've oh got plenty God. of time, Johnny. Oh, Let's keep going. Jesus, this podcast is so long. Why are we still talking? Is what I get to people... relive it, so I'm, I'm adding to my uh, own pain here. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry for you. Uh, that's not even, that's not false sympathy. That's real sympathy. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Tyler, where can we find you? I'm... Um, default gen on instagram sometimes i post things that aren't collector's quest uh, podcast promos so go look at my cool games i post yeah that's uh default j-e-n don't don't there's someone's (laughs) probably gonna make a fake account (laughs) they really should start changing Um, our official opinion on nurse love addiction yeah default uh j-e-n and make it a sexy nurse photo and i'm johnny underscore iucci that's j-o-h-n-n-y underscore i-u-c-c-i and that's, oh my God, really all we have time for. I hope your Easter was fantastic. And uh, if you still do that thing, I, I really hope everyone still gets baskets because that's one of my favorite things to get is Easter baskets. All right. Well, all right. bye, Johnny. Let's get out of here. Bye.